So I have this mentor who is uh, an older gentleman. He's uh, kind of been through a lot. He's a martial artist, among other things. And one of the things that he talks about in regards to martial arts is that after a while, uh, a punch is... Well, he, he talks about these different stages of martial arts. When you're beginning, a punch is just a punch kind of turns into something different as you go on a kick is just a kick but as you learn and become more advanced in the practice of your martial art it changes and it becomes something more profound but the important part is that it really cycles throughout your life as a martial artist and you know as a practitioner of that you grow and develop even though you're doing a lot of the same things and I find that a very interesting observation. Uh, he's definitely coming from an Eastern uh, type of philosophy there. And I don't know if that's because of his martial arts background or if that's something uh, specific to him that he's kind of learned over the years or where specifically that comes from. But when I was watching this episode of Zero One, this final episode of Zero One, and uh, especially when we got to the end with all the, the denouement, I thought about what he said and I thought, you know, that's funny that this show is reflecting that ethos that uh, everything is cyclical and to some extent you're always going back to where you were before, but it's, you know, becoming more significant to you, it's changing the way you perceive it, and... Uh, I just find it very interesting. I, I think it was a, a neat way to end the show with having everybody kind of go back to who they were. Um, they're who they were, but they're not exactly who they were. They are who they were plus who they've become over the course of the show. And I really like that. Uh, you have you know individuals kind of standing in the same places as they were at the beginning of the show, but their circumstances and what's in their hearts has changed so much, despite the fact that they're standing in the same places, doing similar sorts of things, uh, totally gives a different definition to what it is that they're doing and what's going on. And I really like that. I really appreciate that. I think it's a real clever way to go about things. So, uh, with that said, I'm going to go back, I'm going to take a step back, and I'm just going to talk more broadly about the episode, and then, once again, I'll circle back to where I started this, <laughs> and uh, we'll see what I have to say exactly. So I really, really enjoyed the uh, fighting between Hirobi and Aruto. The... Fortunately, you know, I was a little bit worried that they wouldn't use all those wonderful toys around them, uh, but they did, and they gave us something really dynamic and really exciting. Uh, I think, I don't know if, like, the performances of the fighting were actually better than they've ever been or better than they've been recently or anything like that, but maybe it was just the emotional resonance of the fight and exactly what was being represented there that excuse me, made it feel like it had a little bit of a bigger impact. Not sure. Um, what I am sure of, though, is that while I enjoyed how much 
uh, the two of them were going on about their feelings and like the definition of the fight and what the fight meant between the two of them was kind of opening up and expanding. Like I kind of wanted it to rush and, and move ahead and just, you know, have Hirobi finally admit that he has a heart and everything. Obviously that you know didn't happen till the very end, but uh, still the fight leading up to that was very satisfying. It was really great to see them going back and forth and uh, just having such a, a good go of the fight. Um, it was just, it was very satisfying and I, it felt like it was working on a couple levels. It felt like it was, like it had to uh, involve a big fight between these two. And, uh, but Takahashi wanted it to reach a certain level, reach a certain conclusion. And, you know, that was important for, uh, you know, for the show to be able to do that. And for, especially for the message that he put out there um, to go through. And, you know, I appreciate, uh, I just appreciate it. And I think it was well balanced between like what had to be done and what um, what had to be done from a story perspective, then also what had to be done from a perspective of this is a show that's supposed to be entertaining. So it wasn't just preachy and it wasn't just um, like giving, it wasn't just preachy and it wasn't just giving people what they want necessarily, not that I'm against that, but it was, I don't know, it had the right balance and I appreciated that. So, yeah, I, that, that's not like all I have to say, but that's a lot of what I have to say. Um, I guess I'll share some misgivings I had from the end of the previ- previous episode. Uh, the idea that um, Yaiba was going to rebuild, um, was going to rebuild uh, Izu in the time that it took for them to fight was, uh, was preposterous to me, and I'm glad that they didn't end up really doing that. I'm glad that instead uh, they went with her rebuilding Jin's intelligence, although I don't really understand how that worked, but uh, I guess I'm okay with that. Um, I mean, it doesn't really bother me, the fact that they were able to do it so quickly. Um, but it was... Actually, you know, now that I think back on it, did... I'm not even sure, like, Jin's intelligence or soul or whatever spoke to Ark. But did it really speak to Hirobi? I don't think so. It didn't seem like it was too involved or he was too involved with actually getting uh, into the fight and making Hirobi you know, kind of see the light. That was really all Aruto's doing, which is pretty darn impressive. Um, the flashback with his dad and with his dad like revealing to him you know, what really a common writer is all about was interesting. The insight that... I don't remember if it was Fua. It might have been Fua who had it. Uh, he said, hey, you know, um, you know, Aruto actually wants uh, Jin to destroy him uh, or Hirobi to destroy him. I thought that was interesting and I don't know that that was the case. Uh, the only way I could read it and like still be happy with it is that the only way for the malice to be driven out of him was for, you know, the arc belt to be destroyed uh, in order to, like, just kind of knock him to his senses, which then he proceeded to do to Hirobi, which is kind of what Kamen Rider has been about for a while. Uh, Forze is, like, the earliest version of just knocking somebody to their senses, um, which, you know, I'm cool with. There's, you know, you know, some kind of logical problems, or there's a little bit of a fallacy there, 
Um, I always quote, or I frequently quote, uh, one of my favorite Bare Naked Ladies songs. Uh, it says something about, um, I will, oh man, how's it go? Oh, uh, something like, I will fight your, I will fight for your sanity. Um, because it doesn't really work that way. You can't just power your way through sorts of things like this, but it works in the narrative, it works in the story, in the show, you know, in the genre, and I'm okay with that. So, uh, you know, overall, that's that's fine with me. Um, but it's just really satisfying to see everything brought full circle, everything brought back to square one, as they say, uh, as they joked about in the end of the episode. Uh, so that's good. So I'm going to say overall, you know, I was very pleased with this episode. Uh, some things that I don't, so like there were issues from last episode. Oh, they're going to rebuild easy. That's going to solve everything. Oh no, no, not in this episode. We're going to rebuild you and we'll fix everything. I'm glad that it wasn't actually that Arto really had to do a lot of this stuff on his own. And that was really pleasing to me because one of my complaints in the beginning, you know, early on was that this guy doesn't do enough of this stuff on his own. And then here he is, he's finally doing it. At the end, he really is, you know, in that position. He's making himself, uh, he's pushing himself to his limits and he's reaching Hirobi, which is something he wasn't able to do before. And uh, maybe he was only able to really reach Hirobi because of everything that Hirobi's been through and because of the fact that it's so similar. The only thing I don't like is that... Uh, Hirobi didn't acknowledge specifically that Izu is like Aruto's sister, or I don't, I don't think daughter is appropriate. I think sister makes more sense. Anyway, that's the only thing I didn't like. I felt like he really should have said that, and that it would have made a lot of sense for him to say, you know, you killed my son, I killed your daughter, I'm so sorry, you know? Um, but that's okay. Anyway, this episode was written by head writer Yu Takahashi. The director was Teruaki Sugihara. Uh, a couple names for it. One title is Our Respective Charted Futures, which is the title from, uh, I think it's Genom Corp. I hope that's right. Anyway, um, so yeah, I've kind of said all I needed to say about the episode broadly. Uh, I did think it was interesting that, uh, I, by the way, I loved Aruto catching Hirobi's punch. That was, that was really great. Um, I think it's interesting that he, like, the Zero Two driver got destroyed, and he goes back to a recreated Zero One driver, but he has this new key that gives him, you know, realizing Hopper, I guess. Well, what was the original form called? Is it just, is it Jumping Hopper, or... Because Shining Hopper came later, but he's realizing Hopper, so which, you know, ties into the Jungian stuff about, uh progression and this still ties into the thing about the king magician warrior lover that talked about a while ago um he's really he's actualized he's realized himself and you know come up to this higher place which the whole thing the that concept the Jungian psychology and like the hero's journey it all turns it's all about the wheel and this cycle and you can always go back the hero can return and then like be roused again at a later point having to go through a similar thing and ascend and rise again and whatever it's 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 you know it all works but it just i found it very interesting like i thought it was really neat that zero two and i was honestly kind of hoping zero two would become the new standard form that he used and i thought like oh this is interesting are they really gonna you know make this reiwa era different by having 
a different form that's very similar to the original one be the the new standard like hey yeah this was zero one at the beginning of the show now he's zero two because of spoilers and if you want to find out you got to watch like if you think about it uh writer one starts off with his original look then he has his uh what is it mount sakajirima look and then eventually he gets into the like you know tracksuit <laughs> and stuff that he has now with the silver gloves and like that was fine for for him to change and even uh writer two did i say zero two i meant writer two so i was talking about uh Takeshi Hongo. Now I'm talking about Ichimonji. Uh, Ichimonji is even his look changes. Uh, he has like he, he looks very similar to uh, the first rider, except he's got the silver stripes on his arms. And then later on, uh, his look changes. I don't know when or why, but he gets the red gloves. He gets the black helmet. You know, it's okay for these things to change. And uh, I was honestly hoping they'd do that with Zero One. But it's neat that he's got a new key that gives him Zero One. But it's like the most powerful version of Zero One. Uh, I think that's pretty cool. It, again, it works thematically with that idea that, you know, a punch is a punch, but then a punch is more than a punch, but then a punch is a punch eventually once you've gone through enough and, and had enough of that training and exercise and developed yourself. It's the actions are the same, but your heart is different. Your mind is different. Everything about you is different, even though you're engaging in the same sort of action. Um, not that the goal isn't the same. Well, although I guess... If you want to deep dive, or deep dive, deep to dive. If you want to dive deep on that for a second, uh, if your heart changes, you know, maybe originally you're punching because you're angry, or maybe you're punching to protect people, or maybe you're punching because the guy needs to be punched. But over time, the action of the punch, even though you may deliver a stronger punch, a more powerful punch, what's in your heart is going to change because the because you have changed as a person. And the message, so to speak, that you're trying to deliver has altered. And gosh, I think it's a really neat concept. And I like that. Uh, I just like that. I think they did a real good job with that. Um, huh. That's weird. Anyway. So, yeah, I, I loved... I, I love the redemption of these villains. I love that... Uh, well, I'm just going to start repeating myself in a bad way, <laughs> in a non-Takahashi way that, you know, doesn't come off as good. Um, I'm going to say I do have, it's not so much a complaint, it's a concern. So Takahashi, in writing X-Aid, he wrote it. Uh, I think at the very end, there was a little stinger that made you feel like, hey, maybe these stories will continue. But kind of just like how O's had continued and Forze had continued and Wizard sort of continued. They didn't do too much with it. Um... But what else? So, O's, Forze. I wouldn't say doubles really continued. They just had cameos more than anything. <clears throat> uh, Gaim, has it really continued after the fact? Not really. Um, Kota shows up and he doesn't look like Fruit Jesus anymore. So, like, there's that. Is that a regression or a progression? Or is it both? I don't know. Um, Drive, I don't pay attention to Drive. So, I don't know if that guy's come back at all. Although, you know congratulations to him for having uh it looks like a growing successful career so you know it's nice for him um and uh i can't think of anybody else whose story is continued in such a serious way like ghost's story hasn't really been developed anymore past what was in the narrative uh or, you know in the main show and then his movie or whatever which is fine um i get it i still like it um 
build story. I don't know if you'd say continues because it was, you know, it was the end of one era and it you know, just happened. They haven't had any, you know, build a couple years later movies. But, you know, with the with X8, they had those three movies at least. Plus there was the whole Go Rider series, which I don't know exactly the details about that. But they had the, you know, X8 uh, trilogy after the show. I wonder if, uh, you know, if Toei wants Takahashi to do that, if he wants to do that or what, or if maybe this guy who was getting set up at the end of the movie and, you know, the fact that Ozzy was still active is perhaps just for the uh, Kamen Rider Zero One movie. I don't know. Uh, but I was a little bit concerned that, I don't know, this will turn into a trend that, it, like, I don't know, I, I like that the stories continue, um, but maybe I don't like how they're being continued, perhaps, or I'm just a little nervous about what, you know, is going to happen, but, uh, I don't want to worry about things that may never come, so I'll just, uh, hush for now and let that go. You know, the look was decent on the guy. I liked his, uh, his costume, those big brass buttons on his pinstripe suit, that was fun. Um, and then, I guess my, I feel weird about Izu starting over, or is starting over and Aruto having a teacher and I feel weird about that mostly because I think it's strange for the show to emphasize that it's what's in the hearts of people that matters and people includes human gears and that as long as their hearts are free and they can choose to be who they want to be and you know everybody can be a common writer which which I agree with actually I think that's really cool uh but um for the most part except technically you know the whole cyborg thing and being kidnapped by an evil organization is the power Humans all have evil in their hearts, and we can overcome that and make ourselves good, right? Right? Anyway, I think so. God willing. Uh, but, like, is it wrong for Aruto to just remake Izu in her old image, in, in the image that he loves? Wouldn't it be more interesting, and I'm not saying this isn't going to happen, if this Izu turned out to be different from the last Izu? That it's not just zeros and ones. It's not just... Uh, like, because I don't know that Jin was fully destroyed, and if there was a backup of him, like, I'm cool with the concept of the backup for the human gears. And I think they remarked early on that when one of the first, uh, when one of the first people had been destroyed, or human gears had been destroyed after, like, reaching, uh, singularity, uh, he was destroyed and he had been, like, his backup was old. So, the backup of, of this guy, maybe Mamoru, I don't know, was old, and he was destroyed, and, oh, well, he's rebooted, and we're going to bring him back, but, like, he'll never really be the same. They made that point early on in the show, and I'm pretty sure that was a Takahashi-written episode. If You know, at least he would have been involved with the development of the story there and that concept. Um, so I'd really hate for Aruto to turn Izu into old Izu. Like, if we see her again in future stories... I think she better be different than she is now, uh, because then that's like disregarding the theme of the show, and it's disregarding like the sanctity of the soul and the oh, I, like the whole concept, you know, the theme of the show that individuals and individuals' hearts matter and are different and are unique and are what makes them unique, even if they're you know humans or are not humans these human gears, you know, so, gosh, I don't know, but again, I'm not going to worry about something that may never be, so, um, I really don't have too much else to say, so I'm going to go ahead and 
let you all go. I'd love to hear feedback on what you thought about the end of the show. And uh, are you happy that we didn't get a robot genocide? Because I'm happy about that. I don't know about you, but uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm driving too much on that sort of point. Um, (laughs) Anyway, yeah. So uh, I really liked this for the most part. I think it was a good overall series. I Again, I got really strong Kiva vibes. Um, I got, you know, some x vibes, but really about Kiva because it's talking about what it means to have strength and the true meaning of strength. And gosh, I really love that stuff. So with that, I will go ahead and let you go. Stay tuned to MJ Loves Toku, both the uh, audio channel and the uh, you know thing on YouTube because there will be updates from me I don't think I'm going to get into Kamen Rider Brave unless people demand that I do it and you're willing to, you know, patron me or something. Let me know and, uh, you know, I'll, <laughs> I'll review Kamen Rider for you for money if you like. But, uh, uh, like, you know, Aruto had changed throughout this show. I'm going to be changing um, throughout my life. And I have some big changes on the horizon. And I may need to, well, I think I'm definitely going to pull away from uh, weekly coverage of a show like this. Um, I don't know exactly what I'm going to do, but I promise that wherever I go, uh, I'll still have a special place in my heart for Common Rider, and I will discuss it again at some point in the future. I'm just not 100% sure what form that's going to take, and that's something I need to take time to reflect on and, uh, and really, you know, come to a decision on. So, with that, I bid you adieu. Please take care of yourself. Be a kind, loving person. Have the strength that you need to, you know, set boundaries for yourself, to let people know who you are and what you need, what you need from them, even if that's just to be left alone. And, uh, you know, respect that from other people too, because when you start thinking you're entitled to other people's time, attention, energy, things like that, that's when things go bad. And, uh, I don't know. I'm not going to preach too much. Uh, I think that'll be the end of it. So, I don't know, folks. Uh, until next time, uh, like I said, take care of yourselves. Be well. God bless you. And, uh, you know, make sure you love the people around you. Make sure you make the most of every day, even if that just means something that feels the bare minimum to you. But just, you got to keep going. You got to keep pushing. You got to find a way through. If you enjoyed this, like, comment, and share to help me grow. Don't forget to subscribe to keep current with each release. Chat with me on Twitter at MJ underscore scribe. Visit MJMunoz.com slash podcast to find the multiple feeds in which I analyze Star Wars, Tokusatsu, comics, and more. Visit MJMunoz.com slash support for links to my Redbubble and coffee pages so you can help keep me doing the things I do. Thank you so much for your time and attention. Until next time, be well. And remember, you don't have to shout henshin to be a hero.